Hello, and welcome back to Baby Shroom Pod, a podcast where I talk about whatever I'm thinking. Um, This week, I am joined by Abby. She is the co-host of Friends of Folklore. So if you listen to episode two, Making Space for Art, um, that is Sydney, her sister, who's the other co-host. And these sisters are just my favorite. I consider myself the unofficial third sister. (laughs) I hope they feel that way as they're hearing this. But I was very excited to have Abby on because um, I knew we had a lot of common as far as we're both the babies of our family. Yoga is a huge part of our lives. And um, I found out in this conversation, both intervened at really important times in our uh, journey of self-discovery and self-identification. So... We spend a part of the pod talking about um, just our lives and comparing ourselves to others. And then yoga and Abby wraps it up beautifully with some uh, conversation on self-love. So I hope you enjoy. I definitely want to do another episode with Abby in season two. Um, If there's any part of our conversation that sticks out to you and you want to hear about it more, let me know. Uh, We can jot it down for our next episode together. Okay, these intros are getting longer and longer. Hurry up, Monique. Uh, Hope you guys enjoy, and um, here is my episode with Abby. Okay, we are recording. Hi, Abby. Hi, Monique. How's it going? You know, Pretty good, actually. Uh, Franco and I got out of town yesterday. We just drove up to the mountains and played in the snow, and it was like uh, so fucking nice to just go do something normal. That honestly sounds so nice. Like I know, like you know, it's like it's so funny because you're like, this is the person that I'm with all the time. So it's not different in that, but like the fact that you guys were able to like go out and do something outside of your norm, your even your new norm. Love that for you. You know, it's kind of funny um, because I've been married almost ten years now. Oh my and God, really? I yes, that's amazing. It's crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. We've been on. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We've been married for six years, but we've been together for eight. So we've still, almost been together eight years. That's still a lot. Like I, it's crazy. That's insane. And so I think all the time. I think of these like older couples we know where all they have is each other because they don't really have family. And how strange that is. But now through this like pandemic time, I'm like, oh, it's not just like I'm married to Franco. It's that he's my most favorite person to be around. Like I really like hanging out with him, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love that because like I feel like there's such like that like constant like, oh my ball and chain. But it's like, no, you right. don't like the person that you marry. Why are you marrying someone you don't like? I know. Some people get married and I think do they even like each other? Like they say they aren't in love or whatever, but do they even like each other? Like, do you even like them? Why did you yeah. do this? Yeah. So, um, but I will say during the day, cause I'm alone during the day, I'm like, mm-hmm. God, I wish I had some fucking roommates. I wish there were some girls that lived in this house. Right. Like I just miss having girly time. I totally understand that. No, I'm very, very fortunate because I live in an mm-hmm. apartment with two other women. And exactly, it makes a difference for sure because it's just like, I don't want to deal with anybody, but it's like, hey, do you want to watch this? Like my roommate Carly and I have been watching this Indian matchmaking show on Netflix. Naturally. Naturally, as one does. And <laughs> we are obsessed with it. And so like, we have like our little like spiked, you know, like our little white claw shit. We're just like binge watching yes. it. It's like, yes, this is exactly the kind of. That kind of girl stuff is just like, uh, I don't know. I do feel really grateful 
doing this podcast because I've had just like all my favorite girlfriends on and I'm like oh it's like a version of girl time but what I wouldn't do to have somebody come and play with my hair and put makeup on me like what I wouldn't do and it's so funny because it's like I why like you don't it's like so funny how like because of quarantine like we have suddenly began like craving things that maybe we haven't done in a really long time like I haven't had a sleepover since god knows when exactly now I want to get get sports let's get the makeup let's gossip about boys let's play mash we're like oh I want to do it yes all that stupid stuff that doesn't require a phone like exactly yeah i called someone since like the early aughts we gotta fix that is a that is a good point maybe that should be my next episode with you we just crank call people we know but we block our numbers (laughs) i I don't know how you prank call in 2021 but i'm sure it's much more difficult that's a good point because unless i do have a google phone number there you go which for you for you listeners i'm not a drug dealer it's not sketchy like that it's for work (laughs) so okay so that kids can text me or like, um, sometimes their computers oh. don't work to upload assignments so they can take a picture and text me. Oh, that's really, really convenient. We use that for like um, our admissions department because I work for a school, a university. And yes. Like they have WhatsApp. So for students that are international, it's not very easy to communicate with them without exactly. costing, ex- you know, insane amounts of money. So, so exactly. they can talk to somebody without, you know, breaking the bank. That's a great idea. Isn't that so crazy? I think about all the time just this teaching from home situation and how when I was even in high school, not even like earlier years, in high school, that would have been impossible. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember when it was like a whole damn day to like go to the computer lab. To yes. Do something. Like it was a whole thing. It was an event. And you yeah. were like, God, I hope I get to sit by my friend. I hope we get to do that typing game. And now it's like... Mm-hmm. they all have their own computer yeah like they all have their own laptops and well now you know yep. like I'm you know you're teaching from it and like it's, yep it's insane it's, so I feel you some days it's not as crazy and then some days I have like total tripping out stoner moments where I'm like oh my god we're in the future and then I have to be like don't think about that and this so, is not the time or the place <laughs> reel it in <laughs> I think because like then you can very very easily be like oh no I'm a human with thoughts are there other yes. people with other thoughts and then like yes it just spirals I swear to god the kids were working on an assignment and I was just like spiraling and I ended up in the point of like man in the future will only like poor and religious people have their natural faces and then I had to be like okay come back to reality you have yeah, kids right back, now <laughs> hold on you're teaching a class right now you can't go down this road <laughs> Because when you're in person, especially working in person, you don't even have a time to think about stuff like that. You're just busy. Yeah, because you're just like busy. But like now that you're like, okay, I'm on my couch all day, you know, not by choice. And so you're just like, okay, wow. Like it's in some ways, like it's helped my anxiety, like the time that Mm. I was able to spend home. But then I think in other ways, it's made it like that much worse. Right. (laughs) Because it's like, okay, I never leave. Yeah. Speaking like within yourself, anxiety has gone down a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Being out in the world has respiked. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, because like, yeah, it's like, okay, now that I'm at home, I don't have like my daily like anxieties that I have every single day. Right. But now it's like, okay, right. but now you're afraid to go to the grocery store. So <laughs> isn't that you. fun? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, great. Now this is fun. <laughs> Didn't know I was afraid of Trader Joe's in 2020, but here we are. <laughs> here, here's we, how we've progressed. Well, I wanted to um, talk to Abby today because... Abby and I are both the babies of our family. Yes, we which, are. Which is wonderful, but it also creates its own dilemma of trying to navigate adulthood because at least for me, 
although I had a lot of responsibilities growing up, I also was like coddled a lot, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know? And then I got out into the world and was like, oh shit, there is so much more I have to take care of, mostly with myself, my own internal dilemma. Yeah, I totally understand that. I think that like, you know, like my sister always talks about how it's like, oh yeah, you got away with murder. And I'm like, yeah, right. kind of. But at the same token, like, I am, you know, I'm 23 years old and it's like, I'm still, I'm like, I'm in New York City and right. I'm still just kind of like that. Hey, what, where are you? What are you doing? And I'm just kind of like, ah, oh, existing. Right. Like, I'm just trying to live. Damn. <laughs> and then yeah. I over, I underestimate how old I am. Like I, same. I'm like, oh, I'm not that old. And they're like, you're 23. And like, I'm turning 24 in March. And that right. feels weird to me because I don't feel like I am that age. Like, I feel like I'm like, oh no, just like perpetually 20. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I feel like that's a part of it. <laughs> I will say this is the first year that I have felt older than 20. Like it's okay. like from 20 to 25, you're 20. And yeah. then I don't know, there was some, my 26th birthday was really hard because it was that like, oh my God, I'm getting like, this is life. I'm getting mm-hmm. older. I'm done with school. And now I have to seek out motivation I have to seek mm-hmm. out my own passions I have to find how to fulfill my life outside of my job mm-hmm. and I had like finally accepted I was done with the church I was gone it was time to find my own community yeah which actually I found with yoga so it came at my life in the perfect time but it it's pretty it's pretty wild because you like feel really confident because you got away with so much you know and you're like I can do anything but your yeah. internal dialogue of like Am I worth it? Can Mm -hmm. I? Am I strong enough? Everybody's always babying me. Maybe I can't do it. Yeah. And like that, I definitely, I'm like, or like, I just like, I will never like reach that point where it's like, oh, I'll never, you know, being like the baby. Like I remember watching like my sister and my brother. I was like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. they're so adult. They're like 18. Oh my God. They're like, they're 22. Like I remember thinking my sister was like so old at 23. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm 23, I'm like, I can do nothing. Right. I've achieved nothing <laughs> at all. Which I will say this is the funny thing too, because we think our lives are supposed to be like one specific way by that age. And we're like, we have to accomplish X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. But like you finished school, you moved to New York, you're living on your own. Do you know what I mean? These are like big life milestones, but sometimes being the youngest, it never feels like enough. It, it never feel- feels like novel yeah, it doesn't feel like I've, I've done anything all that original. Like, it's just kind of right. like, you know, it's like you, whether you follow in the footsteps of one of your siblings or not, like, right. it's just like, oh, like, I don't know, like, I'm just a copy of a copy of a copy. Right. And even though all of our life stories are vastly different, like, so different. my siblings, like, yeah. we are not, like, we're similar, but we have not followed the same path whatsoever. And so right. it's so funny that, like, I put those expectations on myself. It's like, oh, well, you've never like done anything original in your entire life. Exactly. And it's like, that's not true. (laughs) Right. Because, and like, yeah, at the age of 18, I moved to New York City for the first time. Like I both, I mean, my brother lives in New York City as well. And he lived here before me, but he came here for his master's. I came here at 18. It's a very- Because you were just going to go. Yeah. (laughs) And so like those formative years are completely different. Mm -hmm. and you know like again when my sister was 23 
the world was very different. I'm now 23 and it's, you know, 20, this like damn Corona shit. It's like interesting to like mark your milestones in comparatively to your siblings and be like, oh, this is what they were doing. They were 23. That's like, this is what I'm doing when I'm 23. So it's hard not to compare yourself to what they do all the time. And I actually think that's a really good point of like the world that you're in at that age. Like Mm -hmm. you're already comparing yourself, but then it's like, it's not the same though. It's yeah. never going to be the same. A, because like you said, you're different people. But B, like four years does not seem like that much of a difference between you and your next sibling. Is it four years? Three years. Three, uh, three years. years between the three of all three. Like, yeah, three, three, three. Oh, that's right. <laughs> three years doesn't seem like a lot. But in your 20s, three years is, your, is a whole lifetime. And then yeah. in like COVID times, a month is a year, yeah, you know? a month is a year. So no, exactly. Right. And it's, and it's not to say that like one is better than the other. It's just right. like, it's so easy to compare yourself with like how you, well, like your friends are doing or what your siblings are doing, mm-hmm. but it's so harmful to do that to yourself because there is no way to compare what you're going through with something that totally. someone else, like you can't do that to yourself because then you're just going to keep eating away. Mm-hmm. I think it like an idea that it's like, oh, well, it's never enough because like they did this when they were this age. It's like, they were in a whole other world, but exactly. like. But also yeah. I will say to that too, when we compare to people, we're comparing one portion of their life. And if you look at the whole person and everything they experience, you're like, oh yeah, I wouldn't want to switch because then I'd have their shit, you know? Right. It's like, wait, no, I have my own crap and they have yeah. their own. And that's what makes right. them. And so exactly. that's what keeps that individuality. I think that you know, when we compare ourselves to other people, it takes away like that, that individualistic, like level. And it's kind of, and it's harmful because then you feel like you're not enough or you feel like you haven't done enough when I have done a lot, lot. you know, and I, 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 you know, I immediately, like I discredited myself right off the bat, that I had done nothing, but that's not very, that's not true at all. (laughs) Um, And just because I don't follow like a typical pattern like for example like my childhood best friend is engaged and has her Mm -hmm. career and is buying Mm -hmm. a house and I'm like I live in an apartment (laughs) two other people and uh I'm single as they make them and (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's funny because like you know you you spend your whole life with somebody growing up with someone you think that everybody's gonna follow this pattern but there's Mm -hmm. it's not gonna happen (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's it's so funny you say that because I do that with other people. I know people that me and Franco, another one that you and Franco are You guys tell me, I'm like, what? what are you talking about? Um, oh, wait, are we getting cut out? We are. I totally lost you for a second. Oh, okay. Let me make sure Franco has his Wi-Fi off. Hold on. Okay, definitely. Oh, no, he's on. It's okay. I think we're fine. I'll go downstairs. The Wi-Fi is downstairs. Okay. Oh. I love it. Honestly, I don't. My Wi-Fi locked. Yeah, that's okay. I'll go downstairs. Um, what was I saying? Oh, that people will do that with Franco and I and be like, yeah, you guys got it all together. And I have to be like, what? That's how people see us? But then I think I do that to other people. And how just inaccurate and unfair it is to just judge someone on the surface ideas that you know about them and think that it's perfect and easy without really thinking well they're a complex human too and it's okay for us to be complex and not have it together Mm -hmm. exactly like it's completely fine to 
constantly and consistently be a work in progress because like yes yes like my childhood best friend has all of these things but like that doesn't mean that she's done she hasn't like made right at all and like good no more growth Um, exactly clearly she still has things to go through and so do I like I don't you know at the same token it's like oh well I want to check all these boxes but I'm not going to be complete when I do because I don't want to be yes I definitely think aiming towards this I don't know this feeling of like completion and then you're happy and you're done is like the opposite point of living life because life is about like making the mistakes and growing and hopefully it gets easier because you learn more yeah but when you decide to stop growing what are you doing what's the point of life yeah what's 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 the point and that's the thing is that I I'm constantly like that's something that I've had to like adjust with myself like this year especially mm-hmm. it's like hey you have to keep growing and it's okay to keep growing and it's okay to right. fail like I'm really right. really bad at failing like I I think yeah. that it's going to affect me for the rest of my life mm-hmm. when it is not going to <laughs> so it's like okay you got to keep changing you got to keep failing because you don't want to be done at 24. Exactly and I think sometimes those intrusive thoughts get the best of us mm-hmm. and we think it's better to just not do anything at all because that's better than failing mm-hmm. but that's also like i don't know i think checking out and giving up on yourself is such a sad alternative than fucking it up and learning right. and trying again you know that was something that i remember it was in an acting class of mine and we it was for like our one of our like our midterm and we were, t- we were all kind of talking about the concept of failure. And this teacher was like, okay, who wants to fail first then? And I remember I like shot my hand up. I was like, I will fail uh-huh. first. And he was like, okay, great. Like get up there. And like, he's like, you've already failed and you haven't even opened your mouth. And I was like, awesome. What did I do? And it was like <laughs> such a great mindset because he was like, who wants right. to fuck up first? And I remember right. I was like, I want to fuck up. I want to, I don't want to be the best actor in the entire world right, right when I get there like I have so much right. to learn and art and everything is constantly changing like I can't mm-hmm. stop learning um it's actually totally. the acting class that got me into yoga actually I know that, that's what we oh. were talking about oh that's okay that's why I love these pods though because we can talk about whatever we feel like until we get to maybe what we were going to talk about but yes tell me about your introduction yeah, so- to yoga it was something that like, I, it was, it was, he was really quite honestly, like honest to God, like, yes, he had his moments, but he was kind of the worst. Um, so he had great <laughs> moments and he had terrible moments, but right. the acting teacher, we had to warm up doing sun salutations. So we oh, would do, that's a good you know, idea. We do sun salutations, like facing one way and then, you know, going to the other side of the mat and doing the other side. Mm-hmm. And then we would continue with like our vocal exercises and stuff like that. Um, and like, I remember it kind of gave me an odd view on yoga because like I've mm-hmm. done like a few hot yogas before but like nothing where I'd ever like focused on the actual moves and stuff mm-hmm. like that and so that was in my second to last semester of acting school because they did it in semester chunks so I had four semesters so I did that in my third mm-hmm. and then when I got out of you know like we did it every single day and then afterwards I kind of had like a ugh, I don't want to do that ever again like I had a, had a very like skewed right. image of what yoga was and then after I graduated I went back home to New Mexico and I actually began to take a yoga class at CNM at our community college. And the teacher, her name is Krista, and she is one of the most amazing people in the world. And I remember I had taken it because I was like, you know, I need a, like a, I needed like a physical ed requirement for some fucking reason. Right. 
Right. And though I didn't have a major, it was ridiculous. <laughs> but that sounds like school where they're like, hey, like, you're here for acting, but you need but. to go to PE. <laughs> right. And so I was like, cool. I'll like, I'll call that done. Right. And she truly, she truly changed my life in the best way because mm-hmm. she broke things down very methodically and very like truthfully and mm. you know it was very she was clearly someone who had spent time knowing what she was doing and while I don't think that it's a requirement that you have to like know everything in the world to do yoga right so it was nice to learn from someone however who had spent several years in India getting certifications who had mm-hmm. truly committed her entire life to the practice to the religion associated with it, to like everything in and out of yoga and that was very new to me because before I'd been like to hot yoga where it's like oh we have like ankle weights and I was like okay this right. is weird um you know like, like this really, doesn't like, seem like what we're supposed to be focusing on like what's happening section or something like, this is <laughs> odd um but so it was really like a very down-to-earth let's break down the chakras let's break down every single mm-hmm. part of your body and how the muscle is moving mm-hmm. and I at the time um was in a very abusive relationship Mm. Um, he was very manipulative and just quite honestly very terrible to me in a lot of different ways very controlling yeah very controlling I mean I mean you know he and I went to acting school together and when we graduated he kind of like moved back home with me it was probably one of the worst decisions I'd ever made Mm. because it our dynamic no longer worked and we became very toxic to one another and it just became awful and right. I was in yoga and because of the work that I began to do on myself, mm. um, like for example, every single time we went into like a hard opening pose, I mm-hmm. would just begin to weep and cry mm-hmm. because it was something that was so blocked in my body. Um, and because of those classes and because of the people that I found in those classes, I kind of began to see the other side of it. Mm. so funny because that entire that entire last like semester two semesters that I went to community college Mm -hmm. were some of the most formative points in my life and it's so funny because you know people always tell you it's like oh it's community college it's whatever it's like no I I have now learned things skills and Mm -hmm. passions like that's the same semester that Sydney and I took sign language which is now becoming an even more important part of my life, even right. years later down the road. And so this one community college yoga class that I went to, like, like it was like ridiculous. It was like an 8 a.m. class. I don't know why, like downtown. <laughs> I lived on the West side. What was I doing? Like it was on main campus. I drove yeah. across town every day right. to take this yoga class. And I'm so thankful that I did. You know, that's the crazy thing about higher education. Even if you don't get like a degree or certification or whatever, I would love if it was affordable in a way that everybody could at least go try it. Because honestly, you could take a year of classes or even a semester and it can change your life. Even if Mm -hmm. you're not going to, you're not going to become a yoga teacher that changed your life, you know? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It gave me the strength to get out of that relationship and to choose myself which is something I'm not very good at doing and to be like no I was also extremely um overweight at the time because Mm -hmm. I was eating my feelings in an unhealthy relationship and done right um right and it was a way for me to like learn about the inner workings of my body Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. take care of myself and Mm -hmm. um I've been doing it ever since 
Honestly, I think that's such a, A, beautiful story. <laughs> B, anytime people explain, like, this is how yoga changed their life, I know a lot of people, because I was this person, were like, how can stretching change your life so much? But I don't think people realize they've never tried it or they've never been in a class with somebody who it's their whole lifestyle and they break it down for you to realize, like, the poses have they have a purpose in opening and closing certain parts of you, but honestly, it's becoming so in touch with your inner dialogue that you can actually see what you need, like actually being able to hear your inner self and your body. 110%, you know, we, we are, you know, we're creatures of habit and we store pain in certain parts of our body constantly and continually. And so it's so interesting to be like, okay, well, if you move, that muscle that way and kind of pop this way it's like you've mm-hmm. suddenly broken that tension and the emotions mm-hmm. i mean there were times where we would just like all be crying and all of us yes like, are we good like <laughs> <laughs> i definitely think the first two months of class i cried like every class for like class. oh it would be i'd be fine and i'd be fine because i would be fighting it for half an hour which i still mm-hmm. find myself doing this is why i usually do hour-long classes because i fight it and fight it and fight it mm-hmm. and then i finally like lean into it and now it's not as emotional it can be but then I had been fighting it for my whole life that of course I was going to cry every single time yeah of course course. you were going through it like of course you're gonna you know of course you're gonna cry because you you tightly wind yourself so much yes you learn how to react to those muscles your body's like I don't know this is what we're doing you know and it and it takes an amount of encourage to to do that because I think yes. very often people are like oh well I'm I'm very flexible and I can move into this pose easily and like whatever but it takes an amount of courage to be vulnerable mm-hmm. like, like do, do it you know whether you're doing it in class with a bunch of people or doing it by yourself you are on a plastic mat upside down yeah and it's weird and it's hard and it's it's hard to be emotionally vulnerable, especially yep. when no one's watching. I mean, especially when people are watching, but even more so when nobody's watching, because it's like I can, I can kind of lose it right now, and that's oh yeah. Um, and I think it's hard alone too, because you can easily talk yourself out of stuff. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I don't need to do that. Where if you're with people, yeah. you feel like the encouragement to. Um, but that's like finding a teacher you really like on YouTube to watch their videos or a lot of them have Patreon or Instagram so that you feel like I want to do what this person is saying because I really respect them and I'm going to still give it my all even though I'm alone because I know I'll feel better if I just do it like that. Exactly and you know this made me think of a thing that she would say to us all the time is like I bail. I bail all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I bail out of poses um, especially if it's like like I I don't do inversions very well because Mm -hmm. it's terrifying for me to be you guessed it, vulnerable. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, but, but she would kind of look at me and I remember one time I was, I was shaking and I, right. I was like in Warrior 3 and I was balancing and I was shaking and she kind of just touched me and she goes, what's going to happen? What's the worst thing that's going to happen if you keep mm-hmm. standing in this pose? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? And I'm like, my body's going to break, my body's, and she's like, it's not going to break. No, it's not going to break. Your Nothing's going to break. going to tear. Right. Breathe what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you sit mm-hmm. in this? Like, obviously, if you're in pain, get out. But right. if, you're, if you're uncomfortable and you're pushing past this uncomfortable, right. comfortable, you know, veil, what's mm-hmm. the worst thing that's going to happen to you for sitting in that for a few more seconds? And the answer is nothing. Nothing. You're just going to sit in it for a few more seconds. And right. 
you might push through whatever that barrier is. And so, and if you reach your edge and fall, sometimes that's when it clicks in your head of what to do. Right. Like I can't tell you how many times I've done crow and fallen right on my face. And so the next time time. it's horrible. I have the block and I miss the block and I land on my face. But every time, yeah, (laughs) every time I fall, I learn like, Oh, that's what I was supposed to do. And then it gets better. And like, same with the inversion. Every time I fall, I'm like, oh, because I was like, I was flaring out my ribs or like, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about something else or had my eyes closed. Okay, I'm just going to make the adjustment. And then it's amazing because you can replicate that in life. Something fucks up. And instead of being like, oh, I'm an idiot. Why did I do that? Blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh, I just need to do this one thing differently. And actually, it's fine. Exactly. It's like, it's okay to fail. And it's okay mm-hmm. to not be good at like, especially yoga, I think that people are like, oh, I have to be good at it. You don't have no, no such no. thing. Right. Great. Yeah. There's no expectation to be brilliant and, you know, upside down and your ears behind, your hands behind your, you know, yeah. wherever, and you're twisted up like a pretzel. Right. You don't have to be, you know, we see a lot of oftentimes on like certain like, you know, social media that like these like, you know, women mm-hmm. that can, or people that can do like these insane poses. And I'm like, I'll mm-hmm. never do that because like, that ain't for me. It's like, that's okay. Right. You don't it doesn't matter. Be, you don't have to reinvent yoga to benefit right. from it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, you know? I think sometimes, at least this is what I experienced. When I first started yoga, I thought it had to be this crazy exercise journey and I had to burn X amount of calories and I needed to achieve X poses or whatever. And then when I realized like that's not what I cared about, I actually got the benefits of yoga, which is the deep emotional journey. And like, yes, do I have things I'd like to accomplish? Of course, because I'd like to continue growing and pushing myself, but also like if I can never hold a shoulder stand without a wall, it's fine. Who cares? What does it fucking matter? It does. Is the blood rushing through your head? Yeah. Cool. Then that's it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You know, um, I love props. I use props all the time. Yeah. They're wonderful. Time that I don't use props and like, whether it's bolsters or blocks or straps, whatever you need Mm -hmm. to kind of like help you do it because there's no, there's no shame in like needing that support and needing that assistance. And like, another thing that I loved from that class is that she was like, okay, use the other person. And actually gained a very dear friend of mine out of this class again and I another half of my soul I swear because she Mm. we but we grew together by like hold like literally being each other's wall right helping one another and being there to support one another and it's like that's all you need you don't need to be the strongest or the this or the that or the the most impressive the most flexible yeah you don't need to to do anything like that to enjoy or gain benefits from it totally my teacher always kelly who i will have later this month will be fun kelly and cassandra who i met through the studio oh i love them but she would always say like and you don't get bonus points for going deeper than the other person next to you you only get bonus points if you are feeling it within your own body and nobody else has to know and i'm like exactly exactly why does it have to be more than that um you get bonus points for doing it how you do it exactly Okay, I'm going to take a quick pause. We're going to take a quick break and we will come right back. Perfect. Okay, so um, I was going to mention, which I will talk more in detail of on the episode later, I guess it's next month. 
whenever, whenever I have Kelly and Cassandra on. But um, when I first started yoga, I had just finally accepted I was done with the church. It was over. And I felt this like deep loneliness of like that community, which, you know, in hindsight was totally an abusive situation, Mm -hmm. total mind control. I could not be my own person. I had no ownership over my own identity. So I'm glad I'm not in it, but it was very lonely because it's like your whole world, you know, whole community. I mean, that's, that's, your life that's everything yeah. that you've known for presumably your entire life and to suddenly be like mm-hmm. peace out and for a lot of them to not understand why you're leaving and hate you for it yeah. tell you how much they hate you for it and not all of them did I'm still actually friends with a few people from that time in my life which I'm very grateful for because they were just good people but yeah it's mm-hmm. like your whole social safety net so my she was just my co-worker at the time Cassandra now she's my very good friend while also my co-worker invited me it's on the top shelf of your desk sorry (laughs) i'm using franco's computer so he's using mine (laughs) um what was i saying oh that um she just invited me to come and try it and i went um and when i had started i was in such chronic pain with my knee i was having trouble walking i couldn't stand for very long and i was so scared to go because i thought i was gonna hurt myself Mm -hmm. and like slowly like you said I started opening up a little bit and trusting a little more and Kelly was so great at explaining everything and that's when you could still give assists to people and she was like this is the pose I want you to do for your knee and don't do what they're doing you do your own thing I'm going to do it with you so you don't feel alone and just like awesome stuff like that and I definitely think the physical journey was so important but the emotional journey was very much after the first journey had started. Um, And it was also heart opening poses and any pose where I had to put like a weight in my knees Mm -hmm. because I didn't have strength in the muscles around my knees yet. Yeah, that's totally fair. Like that muscle above your knee. Oh my God, I'm terrible at working that muscle. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't enact that muscle at all. And I remember one time she was like, hey, this, she like poked me. She's like, this muscle. And I was like, that? (laughs) Like, I can move that? (laughs) I can move the muscle above my knee? Right. Right. Which is funny because those poses are the ones I was the most terrified of and the most painful. And now they're some of my favorite because I have, strength in that part of my body but I I definitely remember the first time I went up in bridge it Uh it took me weeks I could not figure out how to get up and she just came around Kelly came around and was like you just have to make some space and she's talking about my hands and I did and I went right up and it was like no effort at all I just popped right up but that is like a yoga idea I have carried through the rest of my life of like I'm trying to force something to happen. And it's like, oh, I just need to make a little bit of space between me and the thing. Look at that. It's working just fine now. It's so funny how, like, you you psych yourself out. It's like, just make a little bit of space. And you're like, oh. There we go. I've been able to do that the whole time. And they're like, the whole time. (laughs) You just had to scoot a tiny bit. Yeah. It's like, why didn't you tell me? It's like, I knew you could. And it's, I love that. I love it. You just have to make a little bit of space. And it's. Yes making a little bit of space for yes your adjustments sometimes you're like your body's just like oh my elbow's over here um mm-hmm. like, tuck it in right <laughs> your shit. um because like when you overthink is when you like take yourself out of the pose mm-hmm. or like you move wrong yep and it's like hold on make space be right. present 
the being present yes oh my god i'm terrible at being present my mind i have such because of anxiety i i have terrible intrusive thoughts they're constant um and so for me that was like a big thing she's like okay like remember i'm over here just remember i'm over here just like you Mm -hmm. keep like okay thank you come right back okay thank you come right back Mm -hmm. she's like it's just your brain trying to process in a way that it knows how the way that's safest Safest, quote unquote quote, safest yeah for your, yeah the way that's safest for your brain because it understands it the most absolutely exactly and yeah so, i totally oh i'm sorry go ahead no you're you know you're good go ahead i was gonna say i i totally agree with you and similarly the my ocd gives me those intrusive thoughts and mm-hmm. this is why i'm very drawn to i i do a lot of different kinds of yoga but i really like baptiste yoga because it's really quick and it's okay. like it's not quick in the way of like Bikram where it's like you can't drink water and if you can't do this you're a piece of shit I hate that kind of yoga it's not yoga but I'm not familiar with that Baptiste yoga oh I'll send you a like an intro video on how to it's like very similar to vinyasa where it's a lot of flowing Mm -hmm. but it's it's very quick in the sense that you can't dwell too long in a pose and let your mind wander and be like can I even do this because as that's starting to happen in your mind it's like okay next pose Hold, right. it's like, breathe, oh, keep going, mm-hmm. keep breathing. All right, next pose, next pose. And then it's not till like the end where you're doing like your twisting and your inversion and kind of just slow stretching at the very end leading to Shavasana mm-hmm. um, that there's more time in each pose. But before then, it's very, very quick paced. It's moving. Here we go. We're flowing. We're flowing. And it's mm-hmm. wonderful because you break through that barrier of like I can't do this I'm thinking too much about the pose I'm uncomfortable because you don't have a second to think and so you're so in your body and you're so aware of how your body's moving it's Mm -hmm. it's wonderful I love that because I I, again I psych myself out all the time yeah and so I think that that smart was like no 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 just do it and then you suddenly realize oh I went super like way deeper in that yeah and it was so much easier than I thought it was yeah, exactly. And like, mm-hmm. I, oh gosh, I love that. I love that a lot. That's amazing. Cause I'm yeah, not familiar it, with like, so sorry, no, um, with like Hatha yoga. Mm-hmm. I think that that's mostly what we studied and like a little mm-hmm. bit vinyasa, but like, I love that kind of just like going through the motion and into another mm-hmm. motion. It's kind of like a pushing and pulling of the tide. And I yes. love that because I, it's allowing like, okay, get rid of that emotion, breathe in this mm-hmm. new one, keep going. It's like, no, and, but I like that even faster, quicker pace. So it's like, no, you don't have time to second doubt yourself. You're amazing. Keep going. And then yeah. keep going. And then later, flow, flow. Then it's like, guess what you just did? You did all right. that without a second thought. Or you get to the end and you're like, there was an hour? Because mm-hmm. I will say like 30 minutes in, you're like, Jesus Christ, this is never going to end. And then the last 30 minutes just flies by and you're like, damn it, that's my favorite part. How did right. it go by so fast? But, you know, um, this is like whenever people talk to me about yoga right the conversation always is like well it's a I'm not flexible I can't do it b I don't have any awareness of my body I'm really uncoordinated or c I don't see how that could work and I've tried it and it doesn't work here's the the shitty and amazing thing it takes a really long fucking time to like start seeing the benefits and that's why it's great because you've already developed the habit and you're stuck to it but like it takes a long time to see the result and you do build up strength and you do build up abilities you never thought were possible, but you have to give your body time to develop that strength 
and your mind the time to develop that strength because it's like it'll take way longer in your mind to oh, develop yeah, your it brain will take two times what your body like can exactly do. exactly and like i i very often will fall out of yoga practice where i'll kind of stop for a very long mm-hmm. time um mm-hmm. and when i do that my brain's like oh no you can't do that anymore oh no you can't right. do that anymore it's like no, incapable i can the strength is still there yeah your body still rem- your body your muscle memory still remembers how to do it right it's your brain that's like oh no we can't do this anymore because we didn't do it every single day like right. no you know it's like it's amazing i love creating the habit because it definitely helps when you continue and you can keep doing it yes but i very often will walk away and come back and be like oh no now i'm a failure and it's like no no and honestly you pick up where you left off a lot of the time like because you like you said yeah. your body still remembers there was definitely this one time it was already months maybe like eight months into doing yoga where I got on my mat and I was like, Oh, my feet are really strong. All I was doing was standing there. And mm-hmm. it's the T te- Kelly was like, push your feet down. And I was really trying. And I'm like, I can control the muscles in my feet. How did that happen? Or like you get into a pose, like warrior two was always so hard because of my knee would just be like shaking. But then uh-huh. it was like, oh, I can actually control the muscles around my knee? What? Mm-hmm. But that takes a really long time to see the, the results yeah. of it, you know? It takes a while for your brain to catch up to what your body's been doing. Yeah. And it's like, no, actually, you're engaging this muscle when you do this. It's like, I am? It's like, yeah, notice. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Because like, <laughs> it's like scary. Yeah. But at the same time, like, like um, I'm not very, like, my legs are much stronger than my arms are. Mm-hmm. I often find that, like, arm heavy poses like crow I'm not very good at mm-hmm. or something like that where it's mm-hmm. like you entirely rely on like the like that falling on your face feeling right um and it's like I have way more strength in my arms than I realize because it's mm-hmm. like I'll sometimes put myself into a harder pose that's harder to stabilize myself in but like feels easier it's right. like wait you're putting all of your weight on your arms you can do that it's just scary because suddenly you feel upside down yes and you convince yourself that you can't do it when you're very much capable of it which is another benefit of yoga is changing the dialogue in your brain which is a very slow process but slowly you do feel more like okay this thought isn't real i will just let it wash by i don't have to pay attention to it or like i don't think i can do this wait a second i was fucking doing some crazy stuff yesterday with yoga i didn't think i could do i totally can you absolutely can and yeah. like it's so nice when like you you believe in yourself and it's so funny to like say that it's like oh it's nice when i believe in myself but i right. very often don't so it's nice when you right. get that realization where you're like oh hey look it's me and i, <laughs> I can do that, that. yeah like, i'm doing it like that's me yeah nothing is better and nothing is more like exciting i um, completely agree and then you know on the same token i i often don't like you know i I'll often kind of go the opposite. I'll go the extreme on the opposite end though as well. And I'll be like, oh, well, you were able to do this yesterday. Mm. You were able to do that two weeks ago. Like, why aren't you doing it right now? And it's like, well, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm tired. <laughs> and sometimes I didn't eat the best thing, which is fine. But like, come on, I didn't give yeah. myself the best fuel this morning, but I still want to exercise. Or like, maybe I didn't drink enough water. Or maybe I just had a really stressful day at work. Exactly. But that's- so. It's like finding the balance, just like any pose, just like anything else that you would do, um, any kind of balancing between the intrusive thoughts and the real thoughts, because you kind of need the intrusive thoughts to get shit done. Mm-hmm. You also need like your real thoughts, thoughts to keep you grounded. Keep you sane. Yeah. Exactly. It's just all of the finding a balance. Oh, 110%. And that's something that 
I, I again, I am just so thankful that I've been able to keep as a part of my life. Definitely. And, you know, like, it, you know, I just recently moved into like a new apartment. And so mm-hmm. I haven't, well, I mean, recently I moved into October, but because of that, I like, I haven't been practicing as much. Like my mat's been in like the, you know, right like in a box or whatever. And then the other night for the first real time in this apartment, I kind of just like got down. I didn't even find my mat. I got down on the ground, mm-hmm. just straight up on this wood floor and just yes. kind of like getting into poses Yes, and pushing myself, like using my wall as a prop yes. or my door as like a prop, like pressing myself up against it and like supporting myself. And it was just like, it was so freeing to like release all of this tension that's been sitting in my yes. spine for months. And like, we all have it. The world's on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and little like, things like your fingers and your toes and your eyes get yeah. to relax. Like just all of this stuff that we don't realize is under such stress. Yeah, you don't realize that you're holding tension. Like you're like, I'm not holding yeah. tension in my eyebrows. It's like, have you looked at you lately? Like you totally You are. look insane. Um, <laughs> right? You're like, dude, like, clo- like lower your eyebrows. Um, right. And it's so funny. It's like, let it all go. Like let yeah. go of any, it was just, it was such a nice, like, it was like a moment in which I chose me again yes. and I I love finding that moment and you don't have to be perfect you don't have to be anything and you know I was making yes. fun of it earlier but like you don't you know it's like if, if you prefer like the weird Zumba ones go ahead like I totally, do it I like know. do your thing <laughs> yeah oh, I know we were talking about it earlier right but it's the way of choosing yourself yes that I love that's and definitely my mantra at the end of every session even if I'm alone I tell myself like on the mat thank you for making this space for yourself Thank you for saying you are worth the time, you know, because we don't see it as that when we get on the mat, but that is what it is. And we have to affirm to ourselves. And honestly, anytime we do something for ourselves, thank you. Thank you for painting your nails today. Thank you for eating a good breakfast. Do you know what I mean? Like, thank you for eating three times today. Like, oh my yes. gosh, I'm terrible about that. Like, yes. thank you. Because like, you know, like you get all these societal like pressures to like not eat or to not do this or to, da, 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 you know, right. whatever. And it's like, no, thank you for thank you for washing your hair today. Like we were talking about mm-hmm. before we started this call. Yeah. I like washed my hair today and I just. Don't I, you feel so good? <laughs> and it's so funny. I've been, I think it's because of like, um, I don't know. Like I found like this TikTok a few weeks ago that was like, oh, like this is my shower routine. And right. while I acknowledge that the woman who was doing it was a stripper and like had a much more in-depth like mm. need to like be top to bottom put together. Like it was total right. respect. I was like, man, I could do some of that for myself. Like, yeah. And is that so crazy or a crime to want to do something nice for myself? And it's so funny because like I went to Target and I was like, do I really need an exfoliating glove? And then I was like, right. I could just buy it. And then like yeah. buy the sugar scrub and buy yeah. and like I took a shower and it was like, oh, this is nice. Like I don't have to do it every mm-hmm. single time. And sometimes you don't want to, and it totally makes sense. It's like I am in here to wash my hair and leave. Right. I got stuff to do. I have things to do, but it's like <laughs> you can take that time out of your day right. to be like, right. no, we're going to choose taking care of ourselves. We're going to choose like deep scrubbing head to toe and just right. sitting under the hot water and loving who I am regardless of like what else is happening outside of these four walls of the shower. You know what I mean? I'm in here. Now. Yeah, totally. I'm taking care of myself. Even if it's only for 15 minutes, I've made the yes. decision to take care of myself today. Any way that you can make space, make space to mm-hmm. choose yourself is a big deal because we don't really have that luxury to choose to choose ourselves very often. Mm-hmm. And then especially as like women, we just have this internal burden that we're not worth 
anything. Mm-hmm. We're not worth time or attention or appreciation. And breaking through that internal dialogue of like, you know what? I am fucking worth it. Yeah. I am worth it and I can do it and I'm going to do it for myself just for me. It's a big big deal and a huge accomplishment like anytime we do it we should be so thankful to ourselves for doing yeah you should be absolutely celebrating it and like yeah it's like a weird weird thing to like celebrate yourself but yeah because it's worth doing that i often seek um assurance or gratification from external external Mm. forces Mm -hmm. and therefore when i like you know like i can't and then i also give it to external forces as well Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, why don't you do that to yourself? Like, you wouldn't let right. people talk to you to the way to you them, like talk how to you? you talk to yourself. You wouldn't exactly. let other people talk to your friends like that. So why are you letting you talk to yourself like that? And so it's nice to be like, no, 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 I deserve this. Yes, I deserve to be loved. And it's not linear. I acknowledge that healing is not linear at all. And self love is not linear. It's mm-hmm. so fucking hard. And it's so funny to say that this self love is hard. It's like it's hard to put yourself first. Yeah, it's hard to see yourself as lovable. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's, it's a work in progress. You know, I go through days where I'm like, I'm the hottest thing in the entire planet. And then two minutes later, I was like, never mind. (laughs) JK, false news. (laughs) But you know, I, you know, I caught the attention of somebody on the train the other day. And I remember Mm -hmm. telling my friend about it. And I was like, man, what's in the water today? And she's like, you're in the water today. <laughs> yes no i okay so i have to say just because it's very similar which i'm sure you saw on instagram but i was like i'm gonna take some self-portraits because i've always taken portraits of other people and i'm yeah. really good at photography and like i want to take some pictures of myself just to see what do i look like like what am i tripping out about and then i took some pictures i'm like holy shit is that what i look like I am so hot. I'm the hottest person that ever lived. What? Like, why am I so mean to myself and just make up this lie that is not real? Yeah, it's like, I have so much to offer and I'm cute. Like, excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. It's so funny. It's like, hold on. I've arrived. Like, it's right. Bitches. I have. (laughs) And you know, like you said, it's not linear because. Some days I won't feel that way, but when I'm not feeling that way, I get myself on the mat, I do some yoga, and then I start to feel that way again. Like you, you by doing stuff, it's so, it seems like so ass backwards, but by doing stuff that is appreciative towards you, you become more appreciative of yourself. Yeah, it's Does that like make I'm sense? Like, it's like I'm conditioning myself, but in a positive yes. way. Like, sometimes <laughs> right. like when you have that mental burden where something's constantly in the back of your head telling right. you otherwise, condition yourself. Like we make a joke, but like mm-hmm. do it constantly. You know, um, I'm big into like, um, what's the word? Like, I think it's affirmations, but like, I think I have a mm-hmm. different word for it. Self-affirmations? Like, kind of. So like I... Oh, the word is sigils. Thank God. So what I use them for is I create like sayings and then like I draw like just based off the saying. So like the one that I have, like I'll open it right here, like that I have inside my makeup bag. I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but it just, it's like a little design. Oh yeah. That's so pretty. And so every time I look at it, I reminded that it means I am beautiful. So every time I look at it, I am reaffirming that. And then I have one on the bottom of my water bottle that's like I'm happy and healthy so if you keep constantly telling yourself I'm yes happy, I am happy and healthy I am safe yes you gotta believe it <laughs> and like and you know I will add an extension to that because I 100% agree with you I think mm-hmm. if we look at other women 
and we talk about what we love about them instead of wishing we had it, that also helps with the conversation because it's not like I'm happy and healthy, but I'm not as healthy as her. It's like, I'm happy and healthy and she's happy and healthy. And that makes a beautiful thing. Like I think changing the internal dialogue and then changing the way that we talk and look at other women Mm -hmm. totally changes the way we see ourselves. Oh, again, and like, again, back to that comparison thing from the beginning, I constantly compare myself to where other people are in my age or where other people were at my age. Yes. And it's like, no, they took care of themselves at the age of 23. You're going to do the same thing too. And it's going to look different and it's going to be different. And that's fine. And that's fine. Because it's going to be your story. It's not anybody else's. It's yours that you've taken ownership over. 100%. Oh, love that. So you can tell Abby's a professional podcaster because she brought this shit full fucking circle. <laughs> you can tell she does this. <laughs> She's like, and let me just tie a super sweet little bow on that. <laughs> Thank you. I'll see my check in the mail. Um, this is a total sidebar. I have not gotten my stimulus checks yet. Still. Have you gotten yours? I got mine. So my, like, my tax refund, they emailed me and they were like, like the tax site that I use. And they were like, hey, uh-huh. we sent yours to somebody else, but we'll fix it soon. And I was like, you dumbass. Also, oh my God. The person who got 12, like the extra 600. Yeah. For you. But what about I, me? <laughs> yeah. And then it, but mine appeared. But the thing is, I didn't get the first one. I never got that 1200 like back. In the oh. Because of like taxes. Like I was claimed in the wrong. Okay. Year. I and see what was, you're saying. I was independent for 2019. They were like, okay, here's your 600. And I was like, thanks. Thanks, fuckers. All right. Well, that actually makes me, like, I'm glad that you got yours, but it makes me feel better that other people are having stimulus sagas because I'm, we're always, you're like, oh, it's only me. I'm the only person suffering in the world ever. (laughs) Well, mine came after my roommates. I was like, huh? Um, I definitely 110% want to do a second parter of this because yes, I feel like we have so much more to talk about. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And for people who don't know, Abby and I are very similar. We're super bubbly, charismatic people who are also like, I'll kill you if you fucking cross me. I yeah. swear I will. <laughs> which is definitely why we both are cute and bubbly because we're like the people get really scared when we get mad yeah Yeah, i think it's very very funny because people like oh you're so kind and i was like actually i'm a demon (laughs) thank you you. i'm glad my camouflage is working (laughs) honest to god well abby i love you you so much i'm so so glad we did this yes of course and um i New to viewers, and I'll tell you too, I'm going to end this season in March, and then I'm going to do a second season starting in May, so we'll set up something in the summer. I cannot wait. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see, like, who will be in May. I can't wait. Yes. Or, like, whatever, in June, whatever. Oh, that makes me so so happy. having me on. I really do appreciate it. Of course. I hope you have uh, such a good day. Thank you. You too. Okay, I love you. (laughs) I love you too. (laughs) Bye. God, that was wonderful. I just, I didn't know what we were going to talk about. We did talk about yoga and self-love, which is what we first discussed, but the conversation just took on a life of its own. And I love that. I just think it's so interesting to see where two people will 
naturally come across in a conversation. Uh, We could have talked for several more hours because I had so much more I wanted to say and I could tell Abby had even more she wanted to tell me too. So we'll for sure have to do a part two. Uh, If you'd like to find me uh, elsewhere on social media, I'm on Instagram at babyshroomart. On my uh, bio link for Instagram, there is a link to my Etsy, my uh, merch shop, which I think I'm going to have to add some Baby Shroom merch, uh, my Patreon, and my YouTube. I just started uploading again to my YouTube. Next week, I'm going to record two episodes. One of them is going to be a Patreon exclusive starting at my $3 tier. So if you're interested in some more exclusive content, um, behind the scenes videos, step-by-step tutorials, uh, coloring pages, and just supporting me as an artist, I would love to have you join my celestial family over on Patreon. I have some really fun stuff planned for the rest of the season. Like I was telling Abby, I'm going to continue recording until about the middle of March, and then I'm going to take a little break so I can reflect on things I want to do differently, uh, work on my other projects, and XYZ, and I'll come back in probably May with some episodes already starting to get lined up, so I'm very excited about that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Your support means so much to me, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.